Praise the Lord. <coughs> we welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday, September 12, 2021. Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today. We give you all the praise and honor. You have been with us all week, been with your people. You continue to preserve and protect us and guide us against every snares and every pits that the enemy has done for your children. You continue to elevate your children to the higher places. You continue to open their eyes and your hearts. You continue to enable them to walk in the path of righteousness. Father, it's all you're doing. I will give you all the praise and honor. May your counselor shine upon all who hear this broadcast or watch in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings, glory, and honor as we play the blood of Jesus Christ upon this environment in wherever it is being broadcast or heard. Father, preserve and protect your people. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. The instrumental taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. Again, we continue to say, Lord, continue to bless him and his family. We are concluding the Clash of the Kingdom series. The series outline, you already know. We started with John announces the advent of the kingdom of heaven. Then opposition by Jewish religious leaders to the kingdom of God was the second sermon. The third one was the Lord exposes, rebukes, and condemns Jewish religious leaders for their hypocrisy and apostasy. Then the fourth week was why it is difficult to enter the kingdom of God. Then last week was a subterfuge of the kingdom of darkness. Today, concluding, who are the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God? They are marching on. They know themselves and God knows them too. The outline, who are those who belong to the kingdom of God? Only God can confirm those who are his children. Three, children of God are overcomers. Four, children of God overarching desire is to be like their Lord. And five, they're all about God's mission to set the captives free. Who are those who belong to the kingdom of God? First scripture, please. First John chapter five, verses one to five. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Praise the Lord. These are those who belong to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Number one, those who believe that Jesus is the Christ, as the Messiah, as the Son of God sent to the world. Two, they also love the one who died for them, which is Jesus Christ. And how do they love him? They show their love for him by keeping his commandments. 
So don't say you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but you're not keeping his commandments. So those who belong to the kingdom of God are those who believe and keep the commandments of their Lord and Savior. Three, it is by faith in God that overcome the world, not by their own achievements, not by their own strength, not by their own powers, but by faith in God they overcome the world. Number four, they don't form alliances with that kingdom that opposes the kingdom of God. Remember there was harmony in Eden, the garden of God. Till the enemy of humanity came down and deceived Eve. And Eve enticed Adam to eat the fruit in the garden. And with that, the harmony in Eden, in the world that God had created, was destroyed. There was chaos. Christ came and paid a price in order to retrieve, to save those who are in bondage. And yet the enemy still continues to parade, keeping children of God, guessing that they have not overcome. And at the same time, keeping many still in bondage. But then those who are in bondage have the choice to walk out from Satan's bondage. God will not force them to come out. They have a choice. When Christ died on the cross, he created that choice. For those in the kingdom of darkness, that's all who have not believed, to walk out from there and enter the kingdom of God. It's an open invitation. Number two. Next topic. Our next item. Only God can confirm those who are his children. Many parents that are God's children. But the question is, does God know you as his child? Scripture, please. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 19. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Praise the Lord. Number one, the Holy Spirit leads God's children. So if you are not led by the Spirit of God in the things you do, go back to the closet and ask God for the Holy Spirit. Two, are you so fearful of everything? No. God makes his children fearless. That's how you know that you're a child of God. You are fearless. You don't care what goes around you. Because you know your father in heaven is there with you. Number three. God gives the Holy Spirit to his adopted children. The third paraclete comes. So the second paraclete comes. To empower his children. So if you're not empowered, seek the Holy Spirit. Seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If not, you are not, you are not, you see, you, you are still a little kid, but until you receive the Holy Spirit through you, you'll be tossed around by every wind of doctrine. Number four, 
God allows his children to call him Abba Father. You go into your closet with the not say, say, Father God. Abba Father. You see, because you are there. Because Christ the Lord is seated on his right hand. And you are there with Christ in the heavenly places. And so that's why you can call him Abba Father. When you have a problem, cry out to your father. When you are joyful, thank your father. What a joy to be called. For God to allow you to call him Abba Father. If you are afraid to call him Abba Father, then there's a problem. Then, the Holy Spirit affirms those who are God's children to their spirits. You know deep down whether you're a child of God or not. Because the Holy Spirit confirms in your heart that you're a child of God. But the things he lets you, allows you to do, when he chastises you or when he guides you and directs you, so you know he's living your life. Then God makes the children to know that they're heirs. That means they inherit us. And that together with Christ, they are heirs to his glory. Yes. He lets you know. His word said so. So he lets them know. God makes his children know while here on earth that to share in his glory they must also share in Christ's sufferings through death to selfish desires. That's why the word of God said except a grain of wheat dies it abideth alone. So if you are still so much entangled with the world everything is about you you are not thinking about the kingdom of heaven then there is a problem somewhere. Either you are not truly a child of God or you are not committed to the kingdom and then you are in danger of falling off. God lets his children know that whatever they suffer while on earth, because God's children will suffer on this earth, contrary to what many of your pastors tell you, is incomparable to the glory that you reveal to them. If God could allow his son to suffer, why would you not allow his other children who are going to be co-inheritors with Christ to suffer? Think about it. It is through that suffering that he perfects you and perfects me. It's only at the end of the age, of course, God will reveal those who have been faithful among those he confirmed as his children. That's the scripture we just read. Next scripture, please. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. Praise the Lord. Are you aware God knows? See, God knows the ending from the beginning. God already knows those who will be faithful. He's not the one making you to be unfaithful. But he knows whether you'll be faithful or not, even when you make commitments. He chose you and I to become like his son, Jesus. So that when his son, who is the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, you will be among them, sons and daughters of God, following in with Christ, as in the next, in the next glory of God, which is the new world, the new earth, and the new heaven. Having chosen them, he called them to him. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ said, My sheep hear my voice and I'm hard of them. Many are so hard of hearing because they're not, they don't belong to the flock. So when you preach 
or go on evangelism and they don't hear, don't worry yourself. If they are not of the fold, they will never hear you. But if they are of the fold, something will happen to them along the line for them to come back to Christ. And when he has called them, those he has chosen, to his beloved, he gave them right standing. They have authority and power. And having given them the right standing, gave them his glory. They can behold the glory of God even while on earth. That's why children of God are overcomers. The next slide. Children of God are overcomers. Number three. Item three. Children of God are overcomers. Scripture, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 39. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise the Lord. See what I'm saying? No power. No kingdom. Darkness, empire, it doesn't matter. Can snatch you up from the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. So long as you are rooted in him, nothing. So all you have to do is, as a child of God, cling to him. No matter the circumstances, no matter the difficulties you face, don't give up. Have faith in God. Because you have overcome. Because the Lord said, I have overcome the world. Therefore, you are also an overcomer. Don't let anybody else deceive you. You have overcome. Scripture, please. First John chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Praise the Lord. Followers of Christ, God's children, know that they overcome us. Because their Lord and Savior has already overcome the kingdom of darkness and that of the world. They are never afraid. They are not beggars. So stop begging. Because they know that they are hidden in Christ. Stop prostituting yourself before human beings. Looking for one thing or the other. Stand firm in the faith that Christ has called you and I. And ask Father in heaven, your Abba Father, my Abba Father, to come to your aid. And you make a way where there is no way. When you rely on human beings, you are saying, God, uh, wait there, I'll be coming back. No. Stop being slavish to human beings because you want one favor or the other from them. You can't overcome that way. Children of God are forward looking because of overcomers. They're looking onto the author and finisher of their faith. Who told them that they must never fear the devil and his gods or anything in the world? That's why those people, those martyrs of the first century, when they were going to the Roman Colosseum, as the beasts were coming to tell them in pieces, they were still singing with joy. Why? And the emperor quaked. Empires. Why? Because God is God. 
Stop being afraid of human beings. When God allows difficulties to come your way, and He will allow them, it's for pruning and perfecting your work with God. Sometimes He wants to test your faith. Are you going to run to the world, to your past associations, for succor, for comfort? When the Father is saying, but you are here in heavenly places with my son Jesus. Why are you running somewhere else? You have the best place at the Lord's feet. Don't allow the cares of this world to take your eyes off the Lord and save you. Next slide. General God's overarching desire is to be like their Lord. If my primary desire each day is not to be like Jesus. If your primary desire is not to be like Jesus, then there's a problem. Scripture, please. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Praise the Lord for his word. I want to know Christ. That's brother Paul. That should be your call. The great desire. To know him the more. To experience the mighty power of God that raised him from the dead. But to do that you must be willing to suffer with him. You must be willing to share his death if it's possible. So that one way or the other you will experience the power of God. When you are fearful, you can't experience the power of God. When you are every time thinking about your creature comforts, you can't experience the power of God. It's your desire when you wake up in the morning, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. Whatever comes my way this day, I will not shake. I will not be moved. Paul was saying, I don't mean to say that I've achieved in verse 12. But he forgets everything and says, look, I press on. For perfection. Because so long as you desire to be like him, you are pressing on for perfection. Say, forget everything in the past. Look forward to what lies ahead. That glory you are going to share with him in eternity. That means all difficulties set aside. All persecution set aside. It doesn't matter. All the, all the things that it doesn't matter. Just... B, you want to be like Jesus. I have to press on in verse 14. To reach the end of the race. Because we are running that race to eternal life. You have to receive the heavenly prize. Which Christ will give you. That day when his father says. Everything is all yours. It's already his. But that day is all there. They carry your children and begin to. Enjoy. The peace of God. Number five, 
and they are all about God's mission. See, God's children are all about his mission. Don't tell me you're a child of God if all you do is just go in your closet. Father, I want this one today. I want this one. I want this one. I want... And that's the end of the story. How about those who have not had a gospel? How about those who have been deceived in some of these apostate churches? What are you doing about it? They are being held captive, maybe willingly or not. But have you told them? It's the only way you are about the Lord's business that the Lord will be about your own business. You hear what I said? When you are about the Lord's business, you'll be about your own business. Many of us have lost. You're always asking, Lord, this, that, that, but we're not about the Lord's business. Yet for that business of, the, of God, he sent his son to die a gruesome death so that you and I can be free. But you don't want others to be free because you are still always talking about your carnal pleasures, carnal desires. That's all you are looking about, how you are going to eat and not. No. Be about the Lord's business and see if God will not be about your business. Scripture, please. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Praise the Lord. The Lord read from Isaiah in the Gospel of Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is upon you. He has anointed you hearing my voice or watching, watching this broadcast to bring good news to the poor. I said he has anointed you hearing my voice or watching this broadcast. And this is somebody else. You are not going to contract it to a pastor, a Jew. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, who is a child of God. He has anointed you to bring good news to the poor. It is your charge to bring good news to the poor. You can't contract it to anybody else. You don't give money so that somebody... No, you are contracted to preach the gospel to the poor. Number one. Number two. He has sent you to proclaim that captives will be released. Meaning... All unbelievers, because all unbelievers are captives in the dungeon of Satan. He wants you to proclaim that they are free. All they have to do is walk out from there. That's why the Spirit of the Lord, He gave the Holy Spirit. He didn't give it to you so that you can just continue blabbing in your bedroom. No, He gave it to you so that you will know that He has confirmed you as His child. The Spirit of God is upon you to go and bring the good news to the poor. Number one, two, Proclaim to the captives that they have been released. And that the blind we see. You see, anybody who doesn't know Christ is blind. If it's better for the person to be blind physically, the worst thing is to be blind in the spiritual realm. Because if you are blind in the spiritual realm, that person is heading to Christless eternity. It's better to be blind physically than to be blind spiritually. So you must proclaim that message to them that are blind. In love, of course. That the oppressed will be set free because everyone in Satan's dungeon are being oppressed. No matter how rich you think they may be, <laughs> they are being oppressed. The enemy is oppressing them because he can call their life any day he likes because they are his servants. They are his slaves. So proclaim that the lost people has come. That means Christ has come. He has set you free. They are no longer under the bondage of the devil. They are now under the tutelage, under the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and he wants them. He stands at the door of your house, knocking and saying, invite me in, I want to come in. I want to dine with you. I want to sup with you. I want you to see that I died for you, for which cause my father sent me from heaven to come, to die, so that you are preaching to, or you that you are preaching, the person you are preaching to, may be delivered. That is what he has called you and I to do. So when we are not doing it, we are wasting our time. Don't bother, I'm a Christian, I'm this and that. Yes, I go to church, I do this. Excuse me, please. He didn't say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has anointed you to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim that captives should be released and the blind will see and that oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has already come. If you are not doing it, you are not behaving like a true child of God. And God will hold you to account. I'll give you the word. This is the time. To be aggressive in preaching the gospel of Christ. Stop being afraid. The time has come to preach the gospel and to stand and be ready no matter what happens. And so I'm going to sing a song because my faith has found a resting place. And I hope yours has also found a resting place. My faith has found a resting place in the Lord. Not in a device or in creed. I trust the ever-living one. The wounds on the cross of Calvary, please, for me. I need no other argument from anybody. I need no other plea from anybody. It is enough that Jesus Christ died for me and died for you. You must appropriate his death. Enough for me that Jesus saves. This ends my fear and doubt. A sinful soul I come to him. When I did and then he made me a saint. He will never cast me out because I'm not a saint of God. Are you a saint of God if you have believed? I need no other argument. I need not to make any other plea. It is enough that Jesus died for me. It is enough that Jesus died for you. Appropriate that death on the cross and set yourself free and stop being afraid of human beings. And begin to proclaim the good news. My heart is leaning on the word. The living word of God should be your, your Bible always. Never forget. That's your home. That's your relationship with God. That's where he talks to you. That's where you speak through to him. Salvation by my Savior's name. Salvation came through his blood. I need no argument. I need no other plea. Say not that Jesus died for me. Say not that he died for you. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Are you sick? The great physician heals the sick. Pray for him today to heal you of whatever ailment you have. You don't need anybody to pray for you. The lost, he came to save. Go and proclaim the good news. For me, his precious blood he shed. The same for you. And for me, he gave his life. And for you, he gave his life. 
So go and proclaim that good news that you can free more captives. You are sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. You are called to march on on this world and proclaim and rescue the captives. Praise the Lord. Let us stop disappointing God. The Spirit of God is upon you. Go forth in the power of God and preach the good news. Pray for those who are sick. Teach them the way of the Lord. Organize Bible studies in your homes. And share the message of the good news you hear like this type of broadcast. Not asking you for anything but telling you to make your way right and let others know the way of the Lord. That you have need a direct relationship with God because you are a son, you are a daughter of God. You are supposed to march on this earth with confidence because you are a child of God. As we conclude the kingdom of God series, the kingdom of God is on earth but it's in you and I to take charge and not be afraid. And not be fearful to guide others to bring many more into the kingdom of God. For a day is coming when God is going to ask you and I what we did with the talents He gave us. Will you say, I was afraid? What will you say? You're a son, you're a daughter of God. Can you imagine that? The Holy Spirit is resident in your life and is asking you today. To begin to exercise that authority and go into the world and proclaim the good news that many captives will be delivered. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God have given your people your word. Father, these are challenging times for our children. But you are God, you know everything. Help them, Lord, to walk. Help them, Lord, to do to, 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 whatever they do, Father, be with them. When they fall, Father, raise them up. When they cry to you, Father, hear them. Open their eyes. That when they experience the power that goes through them, because you are with them, they will actually know that indeed they are your children. Confirm these words, Lord, that has been spoken today. In their hearts, Lord, wherever this message is preached, wherever it's broadcast, O oh Lord, let the dominion of the devil and the wicked world be dispersed. Let the dominion of Christ take place wherever this is broadcast. In homes, in wherever it is done. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, may your cancer shine upon your children. Not just today, all the days of their life on earth. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord, O oh God, with the knowledge of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll see you, Papa. Next week, by God's grace.